Hello, everyone. This is Tommy, World at War Comics. And boy, do we have a special podcast for you today. Um, man, I mean, I'm just going to get right into it. Our guest is Todd McFarland. That's right. The Todd father, Todd McFarland, McFarland Toys, um, new Spawn movie coming, hopefully in 2025, um, and about 10 new comics coming out in 2024. So we're going to talk about all of that. Um, so I hope you stay tuned. This should be a blast. Um, man, what a dream come true having Todd McFarlane on. As you can see, I purchased quite a bit of his products. Um, so I'm really happy and excited as a Spawn fan to have him on. Um, but before we get into that, again, you know, CN Chili's, that is our sponsor for the podcast. CN Chili's, C-I-E-N-C-H-I-L-E-S.com. Go to CN Chili's for all your hot sauce needs. Um, and also our good friends over at Comic Crusaders. If you want to read awesome reviews of upcoming comic books, movies, music, or if you just want to watch incredible interviews with some of the best in the comic book industry, go over to ComicCrusaders.com. All right, here we go, everyone. Here's Todd and I. I hope you enjoy. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to World at War Comics. Today, our guest is none other than Todd McFarlane. Todd, thank you for joining us. Man, I'm super excited to talk to you. As you can see, most of my money goes toward McFarlane and McFarlane Toys. Wow. Collecting a while. My wife uh, just shakes her head, but luckily she's fairly supportive. Fairly, I say. Oh. So you're you're the one to put my three kids through college. You're saying. Yeah. We we've had that conversation before. <laughs> yeah. you, might, you might want to save some for your own kids. Yeah, so, yeah. Stop giving stop giving it to the strangers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm super excited. I've been a fan for a very long time. I'm sure every interview you're on, the same the person says the same thing. But uh, you know, the '90s were a, a pretty special moment in comics for me. I'm almost 50 years old and. You know, that uh, late 80s, early 90s, I feel like were some of the, the funnest times in comics. And when Image came on the scene and everything that all of you did at Image, I think it really changed a lot in comics. And today you look at indie comics and I feel like Image has a lot to do with where indie is today. I don't know if you feel the same way when you think about indie comics. Yeah. No. So if we go back, let's just go back and touch on sort of the 80s, 90s and all the way up to here. You know, when uh, and let's just go to like the beginning of Marvel. So mm -hmm. when Marvel comes in and obviously at that point, and this is the early 60s, mm -hmm. DC is well established for about two decades, you know, maybe even almost three decades. Yeah. Everything was sort of routine, right? You The comic books went out on the newsstands. Mm -hmm. People went out to the grocery stores or the drugstore, wherever you end up getting your comic books, right? Right. And then maybe, I don't know, maybe late 70s, the, the the beginning of comic book stores began, right? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until like the early 80s that the very first comic book came out that actually was only went to a comic book store. That was Dazzler number one. I was working at a store at that point. And it was like a big deal because it's like, oh, my gosh. We're getting a comic book that like it, you can't get on the newsstand, right? Yeah. And so they were trying to help that. And then as and then as you know, the newsstand became sort of less of an issue, mm -hmm. then then that started to squeeze out at the same time that you know magazines started paying attention to our industry, right? Mm -hmm. And the, and it sort of that that early 90s, you know, Wizard magazine was sort of like the the bi the Bible, right? Yeah. Right. And 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 again, we're still predating ourselves 
pre-internet. Uh, this still, you know, which is hard for I know a lot of people to understand. Yeah. And then, and then eventually, though, then the internet started to come, so it kept that momentum. So we went from the industry as a whole. I thought from like the '60s all the way to where we're at was like sort of in a routine. I don't want to say a rut, but it was in a routine for about three decades, and then it, it just started getting a little bit sexier, right? And then in 1988, the Batman movie comes out. So again, you know, the beginning of superhero movies sort of starts to take a bit of a, a, a toehold and and then the magazines start promoting it a little bit more because now you're jumping from comic books to movies and then the internet comes and kaboom right and, and now everybody can sort of get all their information we at image myself included we just happen to be in that storm of yeah. when of when magazines were paying attention, the movies are starting to come out, the internet comes out. And so it doesn't mean, just so we're clear, it doesn't yeah. mean that you're automatically entitled to any success. Yeah. It just means that the opportunities expand dramatically. Yeah. And those of us that could take advantage of it, mm -hmm. right? Like everybody right now can, it, it's got a voice can go and put their their uh, sample up on YouTube. Yeah, but but so are ten million other people. Yeah. So now the now the problem becomes with opportunity. Yeah, is that it becomes a C, right? And sometimes you get a little bit lucky, and I would argue that we were that we got a little bit lucky that we were right at the beginning of what was going to become a C, yeah. a C wave, a tidal wave. But we were at the beginning, so there wasn't nearly as many of us to mm. compete with, right? And and I could argue in hindsight if we ha if we had started Image today, maybe it wouldn't have been quite the glide path that it was back then, um, because there's just so much talent, so many other publishers out there, so much other options. Mm -hmm. We were we we were sort of one of the few options. That whole thing that I just said also would apply to my toy company, yeah. right? I mean, you know, the reason we got so much street cred was because we were one of the pioneers to do it, yeah. right? And the pioneers will always, even if they, in hind, you know, as time goes by, we weren't really the biggest and the best and the coolest and greatest. None of that matters. Mm -hmm. First to market, if you talk to any sort of business school, first to market does matter. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so so people go, oh my gosh! So McFarland Toys will always have sort of a soft spot for people because I was sort of there, and then there's now 50 companies that do what I do, and yeah. Image Comic Books, you know, doing creator stuff and and being a smaller publisher. There's a whole proliferation of that. Yeah. We, so we we just happen to be. I just happen to be kind of at the right place at the right time, and we had you know, some talent to go with it. So here we are 2023 and all of a sudden you look back and you go, man, it's been, you know, for me, it's been, I think next year will be 40 years. I've been in the business, right? Yeah. 40 shit. I like, I mean, <laughs> I thought 20 was cool, but yeah. it's now been doubled. Uh, so it's been a, it's been a career, right? It's yeah. been a career. Yeah. Now you, you've mentioned two different times where, you, you kind of mentioned that you were at the right place at the right time. You know, you could say that the first time with the comic books, with image coming in the nineties, but then the toys in 94, 
how much of that did you see? Like there was an opportunity that if you were willing to take the chance, we might be onto something pretty great. Or was it truly you all came together and everything that happened around you happened to create the environment that allowed to push you forward? How much was it actually seen that there was that opportunity? Well, well, well I guess let's talk about opportunity, right? Yeah. So for me, I've I've said and and, and the, the truth, mm-hmm. I've, I've I haven't invented anything new, right? Yeah. I've done I've done nothing extraordinary all i've done and i'm and i'm telling you this is a recipe that has been proven for thousands of years Mm -hmm. take a look at what already exists yeah and just make it cooler more efficient yeah better to use whatever it is what just just add a piece to something that's there Mm -hmm. and what ends up happening is that then people if they respond to it will give it and give you more credit than was actually there, right? So it, it image comic book, a couple of things that we did were we went to computer coloring, mm-hmm. right? And there were a couple of books that had been dabbling at it, but we basically said, no, we're going to make that sort of a priority. Mm-hmm. And and then we went to sort of like magazine paper instead of newsprint, which was basically what they were making newspapers out of, mm-hmm. right? Yep. All the rest of it, you know, superhero stories, word words and balloons and captions on paper, like all of it was otherwise the format and everything we did was the same. Right. We just made the end product you were holding in your hands just a little bit, you know, glossier to look at, if you will. The toys were the exact same thing, right? It's still plastic in a form. Yeah. What 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 my company decided to do was to make the plastic just visually yeah. look look better right mm-hmm. now again we were making it out of clay so anybody could have done what i had done but because you just go wow they, they're making action figures but this action figure has twice the detail yeah. they somehow are like are giving you credit that you're doing something more out of the ordinary than you were right mm-hmm. i i was still using the exact same method right. as everybody else i was just we were just adding to the method, but mm-hmm. because there was such a good reaction to it, then all of a sudden it, it's good for the career. If people want to give you more credit than you do. I'm, I'm all, I'll always take an award. And yeah, I'll yeah. Always take whatever the street cred, because it gets you in the next door. Sure, right. Absolutely. And, and, and to just put a button on it. One of the things and 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 it's always interesting because people from the outside, and I, I think this applies to almost anybody, you don't you don't get to really control your fame or fortune, right? Because if it was that easy, yeah, then we would just be waving a wand and we would have done it mm-hmm. ten times or ten times ten years earlier and ten times bigger, right? Yeah. It's like you don't have any control because you've heard about this some punk band who's like grungy up in Seattle, all of a sudden hits it big. And then people go, ah, you're sellouts. Yeah. All they're doing is music. Yeah. And sometimes people were responding to it in a regional fashion. And yeah. other times people were responding to it on a international. They don't control either one of those. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, so they're, they're not doing anything different. They're just playing music. And, yeah. and, and the rest of it is left up to the crowd. So for me, Besides, I enjoy doing toys and comic books, so that's why I keep doing it. Yeah, the success part of it, and this is this is where I think people like might not be clear. For mm-hmm. me, the success has to be there 
not because I need it or I want it, right? Mm. Maybe earlier in my career, I was way more driven by that and the ego was there a lot more. It's I need it for sustainability yeah. because you can't walk into rooms yeah. if you failed the last three things you did. Sure. You have you have to succeed mm -hmm. to be able to get to your next sort of, you know, step up the mountain, if you will, yeah. to do something artistically. So I can't walk in and go, hey, I did this thing. Nobody really cared about it. It wasn't very good. But I'd like you guys to help me to do this next thing. It's never going to it's never going to work. You have to come in with a success story. And so the success isn't because I need more money or an ego stroke. It's because I need that to open doors, yeah, period, out. And that's true across every spectrum of business. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Well, if we could talk maybe just on the toy side, I thought I'd break up the our conversation in three different places because there's a lot of excitement in these three areas. One is toys, obviously the comics with everything that you have announced for next year. And then the movie, there's been some more um, news about the movie. The writer strike is over. We're just waiting for the actor strike to end. Right. So it's like you're 50% there, but we'll get into that too. But I, I thought maybe we would start on the toys because you're back in the sports. There was a little break. What was the reason for the break in the sports? I think you had, was it two, three years where you didn't do anything around sports and then all of a sudden you just out of nowhere come out with these amazing uh hockey figures that i think are blowing people away again the um the, uh it's actually it was way more than two or three years because yeah. two or three years that was the pandemic that's right <laughs> so yeah. you're, like you gotta add <laughs> years to everything you think add three years to yeah yeah but, um <laughs> part of it was sports figures as a whole yeah uh Sports, I would argue, as a business um, outside of the actual leagues, mm -hmm. is kind is is difficult. I don't care what you're doing, whether you're selling hats, t-shirts, yeah. whatever else, because there's a regional component to it, right? Right, where Spider-Man is Spider-Man is Spider-Man in every state and every country, right? right. Mm -hmm. But but you sit there and you go, hey, I'm a Yankees fan. You can't sell that gear in Boston, yeah, right. No. <laughs> um, and you can't sell Packers stuff in Chicago right. or vice versa. Yeah. So there's a regionality in it. And, and, and it really came into play. I, I noticed when we also did uh, NASCAR for a while and people were like, I'm Ford. Yeah. I'm not buying any of that Chevy stuff. Right. <laughs> so they were like brand specific, right? right. Which is basically, basically you picked your team. It's the same thing. Yeah. So the difficult, and you know it's difficult because if you look at the people who have been in those businesses, if it was easy, if it was doable, the big corporations would have figured it out. But yeah. they, but they haven't, right? I mean, Kenner had sport uh, the starting lineup uh, toys for, and then they end up having to sell to Hasbro, and Hasbro couldn't figure it out, right? Yeah. And Hasbro's not a not a tiny company; that's a Fortune five hundred company. So it's. It, it gets difficult because now you're going, oh, how do we get basically Cincinnati players close to Cincinnati mm -hmm. where you're fighting with that? They don't want the ones from Cleveland. That's even within the state. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 the, the 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 hardest piece of it is that especially for the big stores sort of pre-Internet. Yeah. You had distribution centers. And there's maybe like Walmart might have like eight, right? Mm -hmm. But that those eight 
supply usually do the math there's 48 states in the continental us that the eight then have to supply six states yeah so how do you put the right number of players in it because you want obviously when the boxes go to cincinnati and cleveland you want there to be cincinnati and cleveland fans but yeah. when it go that same distribution center also takes the product to atlanta yeah so how, like and so this was it was very tough. The, the easy answer was, we'll just do solid packs mm -hmm. and send Cincinnati, Cincinnati play. But big corporations don't get that specific, right? They're not. They're not yeah. built. They're not built for it. I mean, yeah. they're built for oddly, they're built for seasonal stuff. Yeah. Like Halloween comes in and Christmas comes in and yeah. and but but those are usually in aisles that are the seasonal aisles that they sort of come in. They they bring in their tonnage program and it comes and it goes. So uh for us we just go now there's a new world there's the internet that you know prices have sort of caught up to us because in hockey the the striping and all that was getting really complicated and we couldn't compete at the prices that the retailers want but now i think there's enough of an audience uh and mm. access to it that if you just do it right yeah and it costs a couple dollars more there's enough fans that will support that yeah. right and they understand that it's like yeah 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 that's a cooler product than what those other guys are doing it shouldn't have to be at the exact same price so we we needed some of those dynamics to happen also in all honesty we needed to wait a few years for the flushing of the old guard of mm -hmm. the, who were the faces of each one of the leagues okay. to sort of get long in the tooth and or retire and then the the new kids come along right because yeah. we were doing Peyton Manning and Tom Brady over and over and over. And now you can come in with Joe Burrow and you yeah. come in with Patrick Mahomes and you can come in with, you know, Lawrence and whoever, I mean, it seems like every year there's a new hot one or two quarterbacks receivers, yeah. you know, the guys that are on your fantasy teams exactly. uh, that everybody's now paying attention to. And that's true also in, in baseball for sure. Like there's yeah. a whole wave of young kids that, uh, you know, I don't have to rely on Albert Pujols and Ken Griffey Jr. again uh, all the time. So yeah. that that was it. It just it just sort of the timing was right for us to come back. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, you also announced a lot of uh, cool news. One was Diablo, which is the new uh, yeah. series of figures that are available right now. Um, yeah. When it goes into IPs, like how do you go about? Like, do you actively search for the next one or you just wait for them to come available? Like, what is that process when you're trying to figure out what that next lineup of figures are going to be from whether it's a video game or? It, it, in all honesty, it's a little bit of both. Is it? Okay. Um, so we're constantly looking um, studios and mm -hmm. let's just call it, let's just use that term because that's t that, that can include TV Mm -hmm. movies and video games and the like um they're they're constantly creating stuff and looking for people to do it and then there's the one that you mentioned which is we're looking we'd like to do it they mm -hmm. there's a company that may like us to do it but they already have an existing contract yeah. they're already in business with somebody so you're you're sometimes you have to sort of wait till mm -hmm. contracts come up and usually if the company's studios are happy with who's ever manufacturing. They'll renew the contract and they'll just keep going, right? Yeah. Um, they don't put it up for sale. 
Um, and then other times, sort of a brand will have run its course. You've seen this dozens of yeah. times where, mm -hmm. where you, you, I mean, if you're graphing it, it goes up mm -hmm. and then it sort of has a natural bell curve and then it goes and it goes quiet for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden people get excited about it again. Right. Um, so there's, there's all those components that are in there. So I, I wouldn't say that there's one mm -hmm. formula that's been more successful at the beginning of our company, we were the complete beggars. Yeah. You have to doors. Yeah. Please, 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 please. We're, we're mm -hmm. new. You don't know us. We don't really have much of a track record, but, <laughs> but, but could we do it? Right. Sure. Um, and so it, it was way more difficult. And now as you can imagine, you know, fast forward will be next year, will be the 30th anniversary of uh, McFarland toys. Yeah. I, I, I think our reputation precedes us when we walk into a room so the question now is, do you want to deal with a company that you know is going to put out a quality product at a fair price, but right. might not have a giant machine behind it, mm -hmm. um, or don't you? And those are those are sort of more of the decisions that the people who are the licensor uh, sort of deal with. Do they want do they want cash or do they want quality? Right. Yeah. You, and, and, and I've told them and, and, and they know it intellectually, if they pay attention, you, you can't have both. You can, yeah. uh, you can't have somebody come in and give you a $50 million guarantee because they got to make that money back. Yeah. And, and if they got to make $50 million back, and I'm talking about big, big, big sort of corporate companies, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the ones that are on the stock market, then they're going to start to pay attention to, how much money they're putting into the product and what's their margins and what's their profits. And so it's always surprising sometimes when the studios like are shocked that they took the cash, right? They, somebody backed up the Brinks truck and dropped a few <laughs> bags uh, and they took it and then they're going, yeah, but the product's not that good. And it's like, cause they've got to, at that price, the price you sold it to them, they've got to sell millions and millions and mil sometimes tens and tens of millions of units globally yeah to get their money back. Yeah. So they're looking at it at a different one. So sure. I'm sure they could have made a better quality product, but then you needed to only charge them 5 million instead of 50 million. Right. So, uh, and so it, I, I don't know, it's, it's a, it's a, they, they sometimes want to cake and eat it too. <laughs> and I just go, you can't, I, I not, and I'm quite honest with them. Yeah. If you need, if you're, if you need for this brand, the most money, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not your guy. I'm, yeah. I, like there, I'll, you know who the obvious guys and companies are. Go to them, right? Mm -hmm. If you want what I think will be the best product for your brand on the market, then I think you're talking to the right guy, yeah. right? So I don't know. You, I'll let you guys decide. And every business that I go and talk to, mm -hmm. they're they're in a moment for that day of either things are going good for their company, things are going average for the company or things are going bad for the company. And you never know what's happening. I try to do my homework months in advance. So when I go into these meetings, I know what the temperature is mm -hmm. in the room of the people. Right. But, but, it, and it shifts fair, fairly dramatically sometimes from month to month. So I'm, I'm at the whim Look at I've said plenty of times. Name's Todd. Only rhymes with God. I'm at the whim of everything that happens from day to day. Yeah. And my job, our job is as a corporation, is to adjust accordingly. 
mm-hmm. and not assume that things are going to go our way. We we're the ones that have to hit their curveballs, not the other way around. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And then as far as DC goes and the the characters that are released on a regular basis, how are those chosen? Are you limited by DC as to what characters or do you have the rights to anything and everything that they have that that they own? Yeah, so our contract allows us to get into the DC library from mm-hmm. the from the dawn of Action Comics number one. Oh, so, wow. so yes, we have ac- full access. That's awesome to the, to the library. Mm-hmm. Then, then you then you put in the the uh, additives of sometimes they license their characters out to video games, TV yeah. shows, and movies, and those have specific looks right where all the other characters that have come from the comic book library have been drawn by dozens of characters in some cases like superman batman hundreds and hundreds not characters but creators excuse me but Mm -hmm. those have been uh you know done by hundreds of creators over the decades so there is there is no definitive look if you Mm -hmm. will right so you get to be a let me just say on the comic book stuff that we do, we get to be a lot more creative and like how we want it to look yeah. um, where, as you can imagine, you're doing something that's based on an actual person and, or a figure that's in a video game. It has to match that like dead nuts on just like when we do any movie TV stuff, it has to be exactly what the consumer has been, been seeing with their own eyes. Right. Where the comic books, it's more of as long as you're you're in the general area of it, uh, then then we just get to have the style that we think sort of fits accordingly. Wow. And then how do you determine how many waves of whether it's DC? Let's stick stick with DC. How many yeah. waves you do throughout a year? Like you have a set amount of waves that you already have planned each year and you try to stay within that, or it just depends on what movies are being released, what new comics are. I'm sure it has a little bit to do with both. I would assume. Yeah. There's a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, So when you get your space at stores, like at, you know, brick and mortar Mm -hmm. stores that people go, those are, those are almost a little bit robotic in terms of how they do their buying and when you've got to set the shelves and when you've got to get the product out and how many they're looking for. And, and depending on the sale or lack thereof, how fast you turn that over. Okay. Um, Then we've got this other component, which is sort of, you know, sort of what we call non-mass and Mm -hmm. non-mass is way more flexible and, and you, you can adjust price points, characters the amount of characters that are in there the scale uh the price is really the big thing because when you're in the mass they give you uh a peg and and it's got a defined price on it and you you have to whatever you make however you make it todd we don't care it's your problem yeah better it better match that price it's got to be that price point whatever it is you know 22.99 boom done um where if, if we go to the other side away from it and we want to add some cool stuff, but we know it's going to sort of mess with our budget a little bit, then we can go up to 25, 30 bucks mm-hmm. and it's okay. Right. There's, they're, they're not fixed on it. So, you know, Amazon probably is the, I mean, for a big example, giant yeah. example, mm-hmm. they're the ones that basically seem like they're 
doing what the mask guys are, but they actually don't really have any real price price constraints, yeah. right? As a matter of fact, they actually don't mind if you come up with something that's a little more expensive because they know that the big that the that the big box stores aren't carrying those, yeah. right? So they they, they like yes, yes, yeah. yes. So yeah. that's always a value to them too. So it's um it's an it's a moving target. Let me let me tell you that. We come <laughs> in with a game plan at the beginning of the year yeah. and then we adjust accordingly. And the adjusting is whether we pick up new accounts whether some of the stuff that we do sells and if that sells, then all of a sudden the phone rings yeah. a lot more from the people who are buying it. Right. right? I mean, look at, let me tell you from the big accounts, there's only, you only get two calls. <laughs> there's only two calls you get, you get. One is, Hey Todd, <laughs> this stuff is really selling really fast. Can you get me more? Yeah. Right. And the other one is, Hey Todd, this stuff is selling slow. Uh, how are you going to help me with this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, I, they never phone you and go, Hey, we nailed it just right. We bought exactly the right amount. We got it. Like you never get that phone call. It's either it's either it's either they they bought too little and there's a demand, or they bought too much and now they're getting backed up on the, on inventory. Uh, but it's the it's the nature of the beast. We've been doing it for thirty years now. Yeah. And you, just, you sometimes become a hero or a villain within a, a month of each other, depending on what the sales are and what the product is. So That's so true. Um, but you know, but again, then you have. Like I think it was last week we came out with uh, the Lobo character uh, on Amazon. Yeah. And not only, I mean, we've had this happen over the years. You know, a pretty, pretty frequent amount of time where when our toy comes out, it's the number one figure mm -hmm. in in the action figure uh, at, at Amazon. And sometimes we've had like eight of the top twenty. Right. Yeah, I mean, awesome. you know, so we do really good. But but uh, Lobo of all the characters, Lobo yeah. Kemp came out and was the number one toy. Yeah, yeah. Toy, like bigger than Barbie that that <laughs> day, bigger than Legos, bigger yeah. than bikes, bigger than video games, bigger than Super Mario. Like awesome. for a couple of days, it was like the biggest, and yeah. then and then eventually. <laughs> The, the reality set in and all the normal stuff came back to it but yeah, that's yeah. what that's what happens if you either have pent up demand and or you've got the right product uh at at the right price at the yeah. right time so and that even somebody like lobo yeah. can climb to the top of a chart yeah well, i mean it comes with the hog it comes with this dog comes with the guitar yeah, yeah, yeah. there's yeah, a yeah. lot of really cool things that come with lobo and yeah, yeah. The rumors that Jason Momoa might be uh, signing on to play Lobo in some sort of a fashion. I feel like I think all all collectors like myself were pretty excited. We're in like Reddit chats for McFarland Toys and everyone was going crazy when the news came out that that was going to drop. And then at 9 a.m. Pacific time, I'm just waiting to hit the, the button to make sure because on with Target, with Walmart, with Amazon, um, with Big Boy Talk uh, Box Store, with uh, Entertainment Earth, if you don't hit that button right at 9 a.m., there's a chance it might be gone and avoid yeah. uh, nothing. Yeah, it's interesting, Tommy, because like in those instances, yeah. right, it's becoming a little bit of what it used to be like when we used to try to get concert tickets. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> that, that, you know, the big concerts sell out, would yeah. sell out in an hour, right? right. 
and you had to again pre-internet you had to be in line remember like and camp overnight sometimes it at <laughs> it, it, the big shows right but if you if you weren't in line or whatever you and again they they used to have it you could phone in you never got a ticket on the phone um <laughs> in those days so but pre-orders and sometimes even some of this stuff because yeah. nobody knows how successful it's going to be so we just put in a number right and all of a sudden it's like bam it's gone and and for us to now go back to the factory and manufacture more and bring it over to even if we wanted to meet the, the excess demand yeah. and 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 you're always balancing that uh that you you just go it's going to be months and months and months and months and months before that happens and by that time they yeah. they may have moved on to another item that they go ah lobo that was six eight months ago who cares right yeah. so I, um and and you you also want to have again going to that point you also want to have a healthy secondary market you don't want to just meet demand all the time it's okay it's mm -hmm. okay to have yep. to to let people i've never it's never bothered me to have one of my toys sell for five, 10, $20. And then somebody, some, somehow got the right toy and they're selling it for 500. I don't care. Yeah. Right? yeah. Either you live in a capitalist society and you just accept it for all of it, warts and all, yeah. uh, or, or not. So it's like, I got, I got my money, uh, at, at the, at the five, 10, $20. Why, why am I going to begrudge somebody for basically just being able to maximize? It's like selling their car, or their furniture, yeah. It's there. It's theirs. They can sell it for whatever they want. What do I care? Yeah, I fully agree. Unless I'm the guy at 930 that forgot to sign on at nine. And now I'm buying that $20 toy for a hundred bucks. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the problem. If you don't get it, it can be frustrating because then you yeah. just go, oh, man, I'll buy it for 20. I don't really need I don't really need it for a hundred, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll wait a few months, maybe it'll come down. I can find it for 40 bucks later. Yeah, so. Exactly. All right. If we can move on over to the comics side, um, because yeah. boy, did you drop a lot of news about incredible comics that we have coming out in 2024. I mean, to to drop news of was it 10? Is it 10 new titles in 2024 or nine? Um well, well, to be clear, what we did was we made an announcement in mm -hmm. both San Diego and then we did some some more announcements in uh, uh, New York Comic Con. Mm -hmm. the, the, like they were announcements, right? Yeah. And again, and, and here's how it worked, just to give you a little bit of what's behind the curtain here. Sure. I, I, I phoned creative people that yeah. I think are talented. And then I just sort of, and all the conversations are about the same. I mean- yeah they vary but they sort of go something like this you know hey talented creator x mm -hmm. uh i'm i'm just phoning it's todd just phoning to see whether you'd be interested in doing anything in the spawn world and the spawn world's getting bigger by the day hence these new titles getting bigger by the day and if you are interested then you tell me what you're interested in and i'll see whether i can accommodate that not only can I accommodate what kind of story you want to tell, what, what characters you want to use, if you want to create new ones, fine. Um, but even even the speed at which you work, yeah. right? Which is different than, I mean, if, if I come to them and I'm talking about Spawn the comic book, that book has to come out every month. So yeah. that's, on a, that's, on, that's on a different track. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's like every 30 days, 
here comes another book, another book, another book, another book, which is why in a couple of months we'll be up to issue 350, right? Yeah. So that's 30 plus years of pushing that thing down the track. The other one is a lot more uh, flexible, uh, yeah. I, I, is, is the word of just saying, hey, you want to do something? You know, I've got some ideas or you can pitch me. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. And and I am. I'm getting a lot of people coming to me pitching me stuff. Yeah. And then I sort of go, oh, that would be cool. But, you know, I tweak this and this and this because, I, you know, you're you're doing some stuff that's maybe counter to some sort of big elements of continuity that existed in the last 30 years. But if we can iron those wrinkles out, then this is all cool. Mm-hmm. And then then what do you what do you want to do? You want to do two issues? You want to do five issues? You want to do eight issues? Like how fast can you do it? Because everybody can't turn on a monthly book, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say that only a handful of those are going to be, quote unquote, monthly comic books, yeah. new monthlies, because because those are tough. I yeah. mean, creatively, they're tough. I, anybody who ever goes on a monthly book, I always tell them the same thing. You know, doing a monthly is going to be the toughest thing you're going to do in your career. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's also very rewarding because you create a body of work. Yeah. And all the other ones that we've got will just we will as they get finished as they come in to the office we then will put them in the appropriate schedule and push them down the conveyor belt mm-hmm. um, and yeah. and move and move them along and it could come into kind of fits and starts we're trying to follow and track where people are with everything so that we don't get like six in one month you know yeah. so that we're not cannibalizing it'd be nice if we spread them out so but if we if everybody sort of finishes at the same time, we will have to spread them out, which will then, mm-hmm. you know, probably bounce some of these into maybe 2025 debuts. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. But, uh, and I, and I also don't want to, I want to be mindful that if I start something, let's say in January and it's going to run for four issues, let's yeah. just say that then I go, Oh, okay. So for four issues, the retailers get that extra title. Oh, if I'm, and then another one gets finished. Well, let's just start it the month after the four issues end, right? And so then there's a balance there. Then you go, oh, they're going to go four issues. So now the retailers get eight months in a row of of these books, mm-hmm. even though it might be two different titles of four issues each, right? So we're constantly putting marks on a, on a calendar, as you can imagine, yeah. and saying, okay, if this book comes out here, it's going to be four issues. You know, put a red mark, red, 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 red. Okay, now the next book, where do we want it? Da, da, da. And 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 you're trying to even it out and balance it all out so that you're not squeezing the retailers too much, right? And asking too much from them. Um, and then letting letting the fans pick and choose yeah. a little bit, sample a little bit without having to eat too much. But mm. you know, again the majority of my books are going to be two ninety nine, which is the cheapest on the marketplace. Oh, by so far. I try, I try to make it easy for people to sample. Yeah. Uh, and then if they don't like it, okay, no harm, no foul. Yeah. You know, you're in and out for three bucks. Okay, cool. So. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I had the opportunity to speak with Erica Schultz uh, last week. She was on our yep. podcast and uh, yep. 
She's amazing, and she's very excited uh, for Rat City. And Rat City seems really incredible. So she did go into what details she was allowed to go into, but we saw the first images of Peter as that new spawn in Rat City. And she kind of talked about the process and which uh, the conversation between her and Tommy had been going back and forth. And then she met with you. And I just thought it was awesome that the entire process and she seems extremely excited about the title she's been working on it with Shay and I feel like something pretty amazing is going to happen there but then right we have the salmon twitch one when you shared that I think that was at San Diego comic-con you mentioned uh, salmon twitch if I'm not mistaken but the the style in which that title is going to be released maybe you could go into a little detail that one sounds absolutely incredible I'm really excited about that one more of like a detective style yeah, so one of the things that I think has to happen mm-hmm. uh, for me to, in a prudent way, grow the Spawn universe, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, remember the you know I, I expand it in twenty twenty one, right? Yeah. yeah, that was almost thirty years <laughs> after doing one book. I mean, again, we had done mini series and stuff like that. I'm not, yeah. I, you know, so we there had been stuff in between. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, including some salmon twitch stuff yeah, uh, but, yeah, yeah. but but essentially the only thing that was constant yeah. was this one book one book so it took 30 years i mean think about marvel they come out in 1961 and by 30 years later 1991 i'm i'm three years into amazing spider-man yeah right like yeah. that's how much and not only was spider-man not their only title they had dozens and dozens and dozens yeah. so i've actually been probably way way almost insanely conservative yeah how i've been doing what i've been doing and then in 2021 then we open it up and we add the three titles right we we started with the you know the sort of the anchor comic uh sponge universe and but then add king spawn uh gunslinger and the scorched right and and right now we're working on King Spawn 29. I mean, all yeah. of a sudden it's up to like it's going to be in the 30s here, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I like I don't I, I want it to I want to like it to be like a flower opening a little bit, right? Yeah. That it's I, I just don't want to grab and choke and put we could I could just put out a ton of comic books, yeah, yeah. And, and and just do it, but I don't think it will be beneficial in the long run, and I'm as you can imagine, since it took me 30 years to sort of get there. I'm, I'm, I'm a very patient person. I, I, I think that the long run of any calculation for me has always been way more successful. I'm, I'm the proverbial tortoise, right. Yeah. Compared to, to <laughs> compared to the hair. Right. So that's, and so intentionally keeping stuff close to the vest and yeah. then going, okay, now, so now that, you know, you would argue that step phase two would be phase one, I guess, would have been in what happened in 2021 with adding the new book. And then phase two is now happening, which is let people like Erica. And she's a good example of she had an idea mm-hmm. and and I'm trying to work as much as I can with her idea yeah. so that she will have as much excitement as possible instead of me saying, hey, Erica, can you do this for me? Yeah. Right. And she would still do it because we're all pros and we've all done that before. Work for hire. We've done it. Sure. I want I want this to be more of like that she feels like she's the guiding light and I'm asking her the questions 
and I'm only there a little bit for continuity cop stuff, right? And and, and that's it. Now, otherwise, I'm the biggest cheerleader mm-hmm. for all of them. But it has to be in a way that it ends up getting a little bit sort of bigger in mind. I have to be mindful about it because if I because because if, if I pull if I pull the lens back to the to the thirty thousand foot level now, right? That is inclusive of everything that's in my world, that's in my orb that I've been doing either in the last 30, 40 years of my career, or I plan on doing or what's coming down here. And the one piece that we haven't, we don't know, the giant unknown mm-hmm. is still the movie component. Yeah. If the movie comes out and the movie is successful and the movie begats sequels, yeah, and we're hoping that all that's true, yeah. it will change all of these dynamics significantly. Why? Because the word spawn now will not be something that is sort of in a bubble, which is, you know, comic books and toys, whatever else. It's gotten out a little bit. It had its time with the movie and a couple of video games and the TV show. And so, so it's out there. It's not, it's not nearly as contained as a lot of superhero characters, right? Lobo, I would say is like way more in the bubble for the average person walking the street. Most people um, know who that is, yeah. Yeah. And 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 again, Spawn, I think, travels a little bit further, but not dramatically, right? But yeah. but if you talk about something like The Walking Dead, that now because it became an international success. Yeah. Like you can go to any country, say those words, and people know what it is, right? I again, I'm not I'm not here to say that Spawn is anywhere as close to that, but if a movie hits, yeah then then it automatically jumps there let me tell you right now if i go next door wherever i'm at right now i go next door and i and i want to i want to be egotistical i don't say i'm the guy who 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 does spawn Mm -hmm. i say i'm the guy who created venom and -hmm. why because venom's had two movies recently and there's a good (laughs) chance that the people next door have watched one if not both of them yeah exactly (laughs) and so your street cred goes up really quickly because they're like, what? Yeah, I watched a movie. Oh my God. You're part of that movie thing. Not really. I mean, I, I, the character, whatever, but they just sort of, this is that street cred. They just give you more than you're doing. So you, you get in there. Yeah. Spawn has a chance as big as it seems like right now. And it's going good. And it's, and it's been a good life to me has a chance to really, yeah. expand exponentially and if that happens then everything i'm talking about in terms of toys and video games and, and all the plans i have for comic books may get altered because demand will go up yeah. across the board will go up and then well what, what do we have here right i mean uh, uh robert kirkman creator of walking dead couldn't hardly keep up with reprinting his comic books when the yeah. walking dead and and Robert at that point had about 120, 130 issues, right? I by the time the movie comes out, I'll have 360 issues. Like I'll have triple yeah. to reprint. And this is the piece, Tommy, that I think that my peers are missing. This is the piece that they're missing. You don't have to have 360. That's a, might be a psychotic number. <laughs> but but what what my peers are missing yeah. and i think they're missing a big piece of it they all want to sell their stuff into hollywood a lot of them 
They yeah. all want to make sure that if they do sell it, it gets made and it becomes a huge success. Yeah. But what they're not going to be able to do is take advantage of that success. Wow. Because Robert Kirkman was able to do it because he had 120 issues in the can when it when it came out. And he was able to exploit 120 issues. And a lot of my peers, I got 360. Shit, don't worry about me. I'll I'll be good forever. <laughs> like, but a lot of my peers are like doing five, six issues yeah. and then selling it yeah. and then move, moving on to another idea so they can sell another idea. And if that idea you just sold does go into Hollywood yeah. and does become big, and let's just say in the best case scenario, it becomes a phenomenon like Walking Dead, you've got six issues to exploit. Yeah, You're, you're going to run out after one trade paperback. You're going to run out of it. Yeah. And and the the big moment to say, I own this idea and I'm going to reap the benefits. You're, yeah. you're, you, you're literally, you're literally holding mm. yourself back on it. And it's a shame because all of my peers for the most part yeah, I've done that. have been around for, for not only five years or more, some have been around for decades yeah. and yet I can count on fingers the number of them that have done 50 issues of their own creator own book. Wow. I think, I think I, 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 I don't even know if I got to use my thumb. <laughs> yeah. But of, of the hundreds of peers that are yeah. out there. And, and, and just so you know, I keep saying 50 issues is the number. If you do 50 issues, that's four and a half years, right? right? If I was in front of my peers right now, hundreds and hundreds of my peers, my first question would be, how many of you have been in the industry for four and a half years? Yeah. Everybody, of course. What are you talking about? Right? All of you. Yeah. Some of you have been in, in, in for 20 years. You could have done 50 issues with four different characters. Yeah. Four different times. You could have 50 of this character, 50 of this character, 50 <laughs> of this, and 50 of this. And you've got none. But you were doing comic books. So you did do 50 and 50 and 50 and 50. You just didn't do them for anything that you own. You did it for somebody else. You're never going to reap the benefits of that, no right? So, no. like I'm telling you, if you want to hit, if you want to hit the 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 jackpot, it's not co-creating Venom. Yeah, it's creating Spawn. Yeah, right. Like, but I don't know. I there's a recipe. There's a there's a there's a path to taking advantage of all of it. Not yeah. only on your day to day life, but in mm -hmm. in and outside the bubble, if it ever, if you're ever lucky enough for it to get outside the bubble, but yeah. you got to be prepared to take advantage of it once you go outside the bubble. But I don't know. We, we, I can't see. And it's, it's even more frustrating mm -hmm. when I, when it, when I think about it from writers, because like artists can only do one book a month and they're, yeah. you know, so they're kind of confined, yeah. you know, but, but, but writers, you can do two books for Marvel and two books for DC and you can still do your book. Mm -hmm. You could have, you could have dumped one of your five books for Marvel DC, kept yeah. four of them, so yeah. people still know you're you're the big shot. Yeah, and 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 done your 40, 50 issues of this one over here. I don't. It's weird to me. It's just it's weird to me. But what I mean, I, okay, cool. <laughs> they, they they keep thinking that Robert Kirkman. And and I have done is not replicatable. I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. I, disagree. I, I, I but if you don't do it, if you don't do it and put yourself in the position, 
you're right. It is. You, 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 you can't repeat it if you don't basically line up the the ducks in the yeah. same fashion that Robert and I and a couple other people have done. But yeah. anyways, it's their life. You know, they got to they got to do what they got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you mentioned the movie, Todd. I mean, some positive news have come out, right? The writer's strike is over. Um, yeah. How far along are we on the screenplay? Is it done? I, I've read some articles that it was 80 page done and you've gone through that and then you were only 30 or 40 pages away. I don't know how yeah. true that was, but uh, are we close to the writing? The, so, the, so the 80 page was like pre-strike. Oh, got you. Right? Okay. And now we're off the strike. And then as soon as the strike was over, I talked to the writers and they go... We're diving right into it. So we're, by coincidence, like this week, we're we're all sort of circling back, yeah, and seeing where we're at, yeah. Um, and and so we're we're that close to the finish line for that, right? And then and then again, there may be notes and rewrites and whatever sure. else. You have to factor that, and hopefully, it's yeah. not extensive, and and we can get through that fairly quickly and and then at that point maybe we and it's part of the conversation we attach a director in advance yeah. and then we you know the plan is to then go into the studio and say this script those actors yeah that producer myself included uh that director this is this is the team and oh by the way you people in Hollywood, you know all of these people except for me. These are all your these are all your peeps. Yeah. Uh, and they're high level peeps. Uh so there it is. And we we this script, we just this is a go project. We don't want we're not here to develop. We're not here to sell you. We're not here, we're here to say who wants to make this yeah. with these people and whoever is the winner, we're we could start pre-production six seconds after the contract is signed, right? We're, yeah. go we're gone. We're ready. We're ready to do this. I mean, which is why, you know, a couple of times in the last month, Jason Blum, who's the co-producer, yeah. we get this off the ground. Um, it's saying that because he's made enough movies. Again, he was promoting the exorcist and was promoting five nights of Freddy when, you know, people come in with their, Hey, what about spawn? Yeah. Uh, and and he, he he he's made movies enough that yeah. he just knows the timing. Okay, if we get this done now, we get this done, we sell it into Hollywood, we get into pre-production, we go into production, we do our editing, we actually do our marketing, we get the trailers out. Could we have it out for 2025 Halloween-ish? Yeah, sure. The answer is yes, of course. Yeah. Um, but, you know, everything, everything has to go. I mean, we have to get actors first so yeah. we got to get past that not yeah. insignificant piece that we have to have access to the actors yeah. um but if we can and they can settle that there's still time right yeah. but it but if the strike keeps going yeah. then you know then all of a sudden the calendar year 2025 gets pushed yeah. uh out for a release a release a potential release time right so um anyways that's that's it we're yeah. We're, we 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 keep inching and then pandemics and strikes keep coming <laughs> and i just like oh my gosh hollywood's <laughs> tough enough let me tell you hollywood's tough enough without those components but you add that on top of it it's just <laughs> it's i'm very thankful that i have a day job let me just tell you 
So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then um, is the plan, has it always been to release during October for Halloween? Is that always kind of been the plan that time frame mm. that nail or not necessarily? No, I, 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 we're just using that as a general, because again, we're hoping that it'd be, you know, R-rated sort of creepy movie. So it sort okay. of fits in that era. But sure. again, somebody who's, we're going to partner with the studio uh, that's going to, you know, put up a significant amount of money. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have something to say. I mean, they have their schedules too, right? Yeah. We don't know who's gonna win uh, the 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 contract and what movies they have in their pipeline. So we'll, we'll just we'll we'll we'll, we'll act accordingly, mm-hmm. depending upon, and that may be part of the the negotiations. Yeah. Even if somebody says, "Hey, I want to do it," we're gonna say, "Gun to their heads." Hey, well, when can you release it? We want a release date. Yeah. And they're going to tell us then whether they can accommodate it because they may offer the most money or the best deal or whatever else, but they may not be able to get us into the marketplace for six months later than somebody else. And that may not be something that I want to do one way or yeah. the other or, or other. So I don't know. We there When you've got a lot of people involved and you try yeah. to let everybody have some input into sort of the final deliberations, good, bad, or indifferent. And if it all, let me tell you, let me just tell you, if it all sort of blows up, right? If it all blows up, I've got people waiting on on the sidelines right now. Yeah. That that will that will cut the check right now. And I go back to my original plan. I write, produce, direct it myself, and yeah. we're off to the races. So I've been trying to do it in the method of being a good team player in the system of Hollywood yeah. right but um I can I can tell you I'm getting impatient sure um and 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 I'm I just so something's gonna happen we're gonna yeah. make an announcement next year and it's either gonna be we're, we're doing it the way that it normally is done or we're just gonna go to plan b right but I, I'm not gonna keep waiting I'm not going to keep waiting and wait. I'm just getting older by the day, right? So it's just it's 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 uh yeah it can be a, a frustrating thing, but we'll see. Jason Blum once said to me, and it was one of the most frustrating things he said, but in hindsight, it was pretty accurate. He just said, Todd, a movie gets made when it's ready. Yeah. Right. And it was I, I thought it was cavalier of him because yeah. he makes, you know, 12 movies a year. <laughs> so I was like, Jason, you got 12 kids. It's yeah. easy for you to just say you got twelve kids. I got like one little baby here. It's called Fog, <laughs> and, and and so maybe I'm looking at it differently. Yeah. But but as but in t- as time went right, he was he was right, right? Yeah. He he was right that it's like you ju- if you try to shoehorn it into a place and and the marketplace isn't ready, then you're doing a dis a disservice to yourself, right? And and so I've been holding him back now for over twenty years, twenty five years, and it's like. Okay, just you can be a little bit more patient, Todd, to see during this vetting process whether this is the right way to go and uh, and how it all works. But everybody's hopeful. Let me, you know, let me just say that when I talk to the writers and I talk to the actors and I talk to the producers and, and everybody is everybody's still on board and everybody's still enthusiastic. They just know that because the pandemic moved so many things. Yeah, and then and then the strike came in and disrupted that movement. Mm-hmm. That, you, that there's just a little bit. You're kind of in a NASCAR 
race and you've only got like two inches to make your passes. So there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of wiggle room. So you got to be very smart about what we do. And then, and then we'll see how we go. You know, hopefully we sell a multi-picture deal. Yeah. So we can come out and not only say, Hey, thanks for the wait, everybody, but we're going to payoff is you're going to get more than one movie. Right. So I, I don't know. We'll see all that's all that's yet to be determined. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. I mean, there was, some good news, at least last week in the news about the writer's strike possibly coming to the end within the next week or two. Again, that doesn't mean anything, but fingers crossed. Because once that's done, right, I think that is the trigger that allows all the conversations to start taking place, right? Yeah. Yeah. And even even oddly, somebody from my PR uh, division sent me something. And like for one day, they had what's trending on on, you know, one of the big social apps and Spawn was one of them. Yeah, oh for like, sure. It was like it was weird. Like why? Why? Like we didn't really make a toy announcement or a comic announcement or like whatever. But it just must be what 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 I'm hoping for is that the accumulation of all of it that the whole is better than the parts right yeah. now, right? So anyway, we'll I see. think the conversation around the movie has been going on long enough that also I think fans. Um, feel your frustration and kind of sharing that frustration like hey we want to see a, another spawn movie so I, I know that conversations have been going on because news did come out um, not too long ago specifically around Jamie Foxx possibly Jeremy Rayner um, so when you start throwing those kind of names out I don't know if that's still the case and maybe we shouldn't talk about it because of the strike but I mean that creates a lot of excitement Todd, when you start to have those kind of names thrown at um, the spawn movie. And uh, then Jason Bloom comes out and he was pretty adamant. This movie will release in 2025. I don't care what anybody's saying. It will release in 2025. I think he's getting frustrated too. And yeah, he, lives, sure. he lives in the city. He's used to it. And yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. We're, like I said, there there's a there's a lot of positives now. We get past the strike. I, it, it's hard for me to imagine that there's any breaks yeah. on 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 us at least doing what we want to in terms of making the sale. The question is, can we make the sale? That's to be determined, right? Um, but luckily, like I said, I've got a I've got plenty of backup plans. Yeah. Uh, but but again, can we can we do it within the system because that gives you arguably the best chance to succeed on a global level. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and, 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 and the value there for me, isn't that I've got a bunch of money off the movie. It's that the brand grows spawn grows globally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that, and, and, and there's a big value there and then add the other component to it, which is sort of complicating some of the conversation yeah. is, what about the Spawn universe? Yeah. Because, because as you can imagine, uh, if you sell Spawn, nobody's going to want to put up a lot of money for Spawn and compete with that word, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to be able to do medieval Spawn, act mm -hmm. or I mean, TV shows. I'm not going to be able to do Gunslinger live action or any of that, right? I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm going to have to freeze a, this universe over here, right? Uh, while this thing is going through but at some point then this has to run its course and then the spawn has to get put into the spawn universe tough tough to ever sell a spawn universe without a spawn yeah. um so um but yeah. and 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 for a while those conversations were dramatically separated um yeah. but now because of pandemic and strike 
and Hollywood sort of being in flux mm -hmm. that what seemed like we just keep them. We're now having discussions. Do we, do we, or do we talk more grander and, mm -hmm. yeah. or do we separate them or, or whatever? And if we do tie them together, how does that work? How does that, how would that even work? Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm, sort of vetting and negotiating all that because i i i mean look just so you know there and and, and i'm going to educate everybody in hollywood here just in the spawn universe there has been because we've made a list we compiled a list mm -hmm. over 1600 characters wow. have passed through the doors of spawn the spawn universe mostly the spawn comic book 1600 now let's be fair some of those are lawyers and cops and yeah. And regular people they're not all a mm -hmm. character right but there's still a significant amount of characters mm -hmm. that you and i would sort of consider to be sort of action figure worthy right yeah. um and and as time goes by and you know we were to do let's say three four spawn movies that could be over the course of 10 11 years that number i in my in my brain is only going to double mm -hmm. and, and 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 that may be that may be conservative yeah. A little bit because we just announced 12 books and all those books are going to be bringing in characters. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this number is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So, you know, if, I don't know, this is the conversation I have to have uh, in the city in a, in, in a meaningful way of, are, are, are we talking about spawn or are we talking about something bigger? Yeah. And if we're talking about something bigger, what does that mean? Given that some of them are still in their infancy. Yeah. Um, but I'm telling you, if you can't figure it out and we go to this plan, then by the time that runs its course over eight or 10 years, then I'm going to have double, if not triple the amount of characters. <laughs> and and when you we come over here and we talk about the Big Apple, yeah. then uh, then that cost is going to be way, 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 way more significant than it's going to be today. So how do we solve all this? I don't know. Maybe an unsolvable problem. Yeah. Uh, a good problem to have, but a problem nonetheless. Um, but it, 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 all of that will, will, I hopefully sort itself out here and in in the coming months. Hopefully, maybe even the first quarter of twenty twenty four, we'll, we'll, I'll have some more definitive answers. The, the one that the fans need, the, yeah. the only news the fans need, really, and, and it might even be boring news when they get it, is that it's sold. Yeah. Here's the studio and this we're going into production on yeah. this day we're making a movie yeah. right that's it no, no stop the talking todd stop yeah. all the hype stop all the bullshit yeah yeah Just tell me that it's real and then oh by the way yeah. i don't even really care about that let me know when there's a trailer i can watch exactly right? yeah yeah I, I think it'll be exciting news for most fans oh yeah no well again i'll, I'll be there on the sets, I'll be able to do behind the scenes stuff. So I'll awesome. be able to sort of create the hype all the way yeah. through it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have fun. We'll have fun. It won't just be like announcement. Wait for a trailer, right? A year later, right? We'll be, we'll be able to have fun. But I but all the little tiny stuff like we're over. We need to. It needs to be real. I think the next big announcement it just needs to be real. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. Last thing, Todd. I know I've taken a lot of your time. I, I'm. I know you're aware, but uh, there was a SpawnCon in Denver. Yep. 
and uh, my friend Ty, who goes by the Spawn Hunter, who I think you've talked to before, um, he was one of the group that put that all together. And I think he worked with your team to make sure everything was okay. Um, but they had a blast. I don't know if you had a chance to see all the pictures, but there were so many artists um, that uh, were there that have worked with you on Spawn, um, including Tom, who is the the legend in lettering. He was there. Tom. Oh, Healy Tom Orzakowski. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool, man. It, it was awesome. Um, I can't wait to get my, uh, my spawn con coin um, for the inaugural, but uh, I don't know if you had a chance to kind of look it up or, or even had time to kind of consider it, but um, I had a couple people. Uh, I had a couple people in my office. My editor in chief went there. Yeah. And then uh, Brian Haberlin, who's done yeah. work for me over the years, he was there. Um, because it was a pretty, I don't know what the final guest list looked like, but I know that early on I looked at it and it, it was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I mean, uh, like a lot of people who've sort of touched Spawn yeah. in some way uh, creatively over over the decades. Um, so I, I haven't really dug my head into it because again, I wasn't, yeah. I, I, I wasn't part of it. I wasn't, I was sort of complete. I was like Switzerland. I was completely neutral. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the only interaction I had with the crew that put it on was guys, you just have to do this legally proper, yeah. right? You can't, you can't use my images and my characters names and what you can't do. And it, you can do it if you're just doing it for fun. But once commerce yeah. becomes part of it, for the, sure. the, the rules of engagement change. Sure. And I don't want to take any of your money. I don't want any of your money. I'm just, but you need to get approvals yeah. for all of this. You need to be compliant. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, let's just, let's, let's get all that sort yeah. of taken care of. Um, and, and, and I think it'd be better for you too, because they were doing like knockoff logos and knockoff. And I yeah. go, it's too close to it anyways. Cause I'm, I, I'm obligated to come after you and flick you in the ear legally. <laughs> So why why don't you just ask for the approval and get the real deal? Yeah. Right. I, again, I'm not endorsing one way or the other. I'm just, but, but it just seems like if you're going to try and do something, I, I get, I get the real stuff. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's me, but, but that's yeah. it. And, and again, we were able to sort all that out. Right. Yeah. Um, And just sort of, so it's, it's an experiment. Right. Yeah. And, and it's sort of, so the question is, will it grow and, and, there's a mechanism for me to get involved both on the the sort of the business side of it, if you will, yeah. to make it like to make it potentially official. Yeah. Right? I mean, Absolutely. right now it's a fan base thing. Good and God bless all of them um, and make it official so that then I can endorse it myself wholeheartedly. Oh, and by the way, I could actually go myself. That would yeah. I that would matter. Right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and, and so. Um, but again, uh, it was, it was, uh, uh, the first step in, in an experiment and we'll see where it goes, we'll yeah. see where it goes. You know, I may, I may stick my nose into it a little bit deeper and I may not. And, and if not, then I don't know if they're planning on doing another one, uh, in the future. I, yeah. I haven't had that conversation one way or the other. Yeah. I think there's definitely desire to do another one and there is a large desire for you to be more involved. So it's really just your schedule and with the movie coming out and so many titles, 
like we get it, but uh, I just talking to Ty, trust me, there's, there's extreme interest on both of those fronts, Todd. If yeah, 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 yeah. No, I just, I just, uh, tell me, <laughs> I, I, know that, I know, <laughs> I know myself and I know my personality too much, yeah. right. That it's that, that it like, that if there's going to be ever a quote unquote official spawn con, like I, like I have to be yeah. involved in what all of those decisions are yeah. because at the end of the day it becomes a reflection on my brand and at some point yeah. through me, me myself too right mm -hmm. where if it's a fan based thing and it goes good or bad right. I'm, I'm 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 hands off yeah right? yeah i'm hands off um where if if i'm then in it on in any official capacity i don't know if that will ever happen but then it's like me putting out my comic books or my toys or anything else yeah then i go for the ride good bad or indifferent right yeah. because uh, like if you don't like my toys or you think we're doing something wrong i you know i have to listen to that right and <laughs> and and act accordingly or not but at least i i you can you can you can sort of point your arrow in my direction right yeah. and i don't i don't mind that actually i prefer that right yeah. i prefer if things are going to go south that I had something to do with the decision-making because then I don't like passing a buck. I don't like blaming other people. I like to just go, Oh man, just, you know what? I thought, I thought we had the, some of the right answers. We just made a miscalculation are bad. Right. But this is sort of the growing process of doing anything that you basically expose to the public. Right. Yeah. None, none of it is going to be a home run uh, every single day. So no. you, you just, you hope the batting average is, is, you know, you do way, way, way more right than you do wrong. And you call it, you call it a career, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, Todd, thank you so much for joining me today, man. We covered a lot. I really appreciate you. Big fan, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I cannot wait for all these things to come out and uh, we're all, all your spawn fans <laughs> around, uh, the world really are cheering you on and uh man if there's anything we could do as fans please let us know yeah sure uh tommy too and and and, and i i sort of said this to others but i i i think it should be said almost every single time mm -hmm. the the collective group of geeks of fandom yeah is is a it's a big community and a big team partnership right so uh, you know i think it's a little bit too easy for people to sort of put their gaze and give credit to people that are on the sort of the celebrity side and stuff like that so i get i get lots of it and yeah. and i guess i you know some of it's deserving stuff but i but i but i i i, I think the the fans input and what people like you are doing in terms of keeping the conversations alive and and including people that maybe have a curiosity about things all of it is meaningful right yeah. so so you're right I, I may have a big audience but part of that audience is because of the things that people like you do so i encourage you to just you you keep you keep going strong too bud because we're, we're we're all in this together, right? Yeah. We we all succeed or fail has a community of geeks, yeah. um, and 
I think it's good. I think I, again, when the San Diego comic-con got big yeah, and there was a lot of my comic book friends that were like, mm, you know, it wasn't like it used to be. I was okay. I, cause I, to me, the more people in the tent under the tent, I don't really care the reasons it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tent called fandom geekdom. Yeah. The yeah. more that there are, it's, it's good for, it's good for all of us. It's okay. There's no downside for people paying attention to fantasy. Yeah. And so, uh, and those, and those, that do everything from give us their hard-earned money and then go into chat rooms yeah. and then those that create it and everybody in between and you're the in-between mm-hmm. that you're that you're one of the conduits i i i appreciate the things that that you and 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 your peers do for us too so thanks so thank you todd appreciate it my friend have a good one all right you be good thanks